you're like me, you probably want to be the best version of yourself that you can be. But when I spoke to today's guest, Noel Woodward, I realized that maybe my view on reaching my potential is uh, a little bit skewed. To be who I really am is perhaps not what I had imagined. Noel's been a friend of mine for quite some time and I'm really looking forward to sharing this interview with you. It's been a long time coming, but here it is, that interview with Noel Woodward. Noel, thanks for agreeing to be on the podcast. Uh, we've known each other for a while, so I might have an idea of the answer to this question, but what do you find most fulfilling? Yeah, good question, Tom. There's probably two things for me that I find fulfilling. Um, one's definitely like within my, I guess, my giftings um, would be helping other people mm-hmm. and serving other people. That's definitely one area. And the other area where I find fulfilling is seeing others reach their potential and helping mm. others reach their potential. And so, yeah, they're probably the two real things I find. Yeah, a sense of fulfilment and a mm. sense of purpose. Reaching yeah. people's potential, do, do you think that's a difficult thing to attain, to reach your potential? I think depending on your expectation of what your mm. goal is, mm-hmm. like if your expectation is wanting to be the best or is your expectation just trying and being on the journey of um, Mm. reaching your potential so Mm. I think it's a lot easier just if you're just trying to reach your potential rather than um, doing the opposite right have you uh, had success do you think in in that goal of helping people reach their potential um I think I wouldn't say I've had success I've been, I've had like been friends or had people in my life who I've seen, yeah, mm-hmm. who have got that um, striving to reach their potential and learn from life. But mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, your influence on other people is not uh, probably as great as what you think right. you can be. That's what that's been my experience. Really? Yeah. So, but there is some element though where you can influence somebody you'd say yeah it wouldn't be influence i'd use the word encourage encourage yeah yep do you think that's important could people reach their potential on their own yeah i think um i think without encouragement people can't reach their potential mm-hmm. um i think influence i find is like more of your putting your expectations on that person mm-hmm. where if you're encouraging that person to be mm. um, to achieve their own goals mm-hmm. their own have their own experiences mm-hmm. i think that's a much um fruitful mm. outcome right you're a father you have friends also that you care for quite a bit mm-hmm. um how do you find it when you see them going on a path that you, you know, wouldn't consider uh, the best path for them? Oh, that's, that's a great question. I think the perspective is, um, 
But yeah, is the perspective I have with that is you can't necessarily, as I said, I look at it is you can't necessarily influence or change people. It's more encourage people mm. to to be to encourage people in in their endeavours. So in some respects, like you see it with kids a bit too. Sometimes they need to know the boundaries. Yeah. You need to let them take those steps to push the boundaries to know the boundaries. So like you could say something is hot, don't touch, it's hot, don't touch, it's hot. Mm-hmm. If they, t- like, normally they'll touch it, then they know it's hot through that experience. So I think you can't rob people of experience. So mm. you have to let people have experiences. Mm. And... Yeah, and that's my perspective. And I'm sure people probably be like, why are you doing this, Noah? Why are you doing that? Like, why are you making those choices? But it's kind of like, well, it's it's the experience that I'm having in life um, or my previous experiences has led to this decision. So that's, that's the way I look at it. If you... Yeah, you can't shelter people. You can't control people. It's more of encouraging them through their experiences. Mm. I'm thinking of a few people you've journeyed with, um, and it can be tough though watching them go through things. Yeah. But do you think um, do you think people can change? Yeah, it's a good question. I think change. I'm going to go, no, people can't change. Mm -hmm. I think people have a unique core set of, um, not necessarily values, but a core set of what what makes them thrive. Mm. I think that's innate in them. So, and so I think like people can change their style, their looks, their jobs, their career. But that's not necessarily changing how they're wired. Mm-hmm. And like because of my faith, the way that I believe they've been designed by God, the Creator. So I see because of because of that, I see that people, yeah, can't they can't necessarily change their core, mm-hmm. but people can change their habits, their behaviours their, um, yeah, the way that they look. Mm. But deep down they can't. So you would believe then that people shouldn't change who they are. It's more of a growing into it, discovering yes, uh, what who they are themselves and what they're meant to be doing, what they do best. Exactly right. And so I look at very much so that we've been created uniquely and part of our journey in life is to discover and use our uniqueness to um, show love to others mm. and to make a positive impact on the world that we live in. So, and like how that show, how you do that for some people, like I find this myself, like I'll do certain things for certain periods of time and change different activities or different um, things that I do. But for other people it might be, they're called call to a particular thing which they do for 50 years or something. Like I think of like long-term people that do like mm. um, 
Salvation Army, Red Cross, like surf life saving. People have seen that, like some people can lock into that mm-hmm. and be a part of that for a very long period of time. Mm. And yeah, so, and that's where they feel like that's where they're to be. Where yeah. for me, my, I've, for me, I've bounced around a yeah. lot of different um, experiences, but the my heart of helping others has always stayed the same. Mm-hmm. So you'd say that everybody, if they're living to their potential, should be using what they're good at to help others. It, it's not about yeah. uh, achieving personal goals. Let's say there was someone who was very gifted at sport and uh, they excelled, they're aiming for the Olympics, etc. Uh, what aspect of that do you see is they should go for that, but it's also an element yeah. of helping that's a, others? That's a great lead-in, actually. There was a story I was going to share, which I think is, is getting in a little bit like being authentic to yourself is, like, I know of this, um, it's really stuck with me, actually. Mm. There's a runner that, a local runner that I know, and... Yeah, he, again, he is very competitive, wanting to, like, achieve as well as he can. And he was in a race, and I think he was battling it out for third place in a marathon. Mm. And um, he was real, and it was, as in most running events, the finish shoot's always mm-hmm. a deviation off the track. So the main course, you might be doing mm. so many laps, and then the finishing shoots a deviation. And, um, yeah, there was a person in front of, so this person I think was fourth, and the other person in front of was third, and they battling it out throughout this marathon. And the person who was third didn't go down the finishing shoot, kept mm. going straight. And so this is right at the end of a marathon, so there's fatigue involved. You're not going to be making your best judgments. This person who was true to himself, who was in fourth place, he stopped and sung out to the person who was third to come in, to come back and go in front of him and finish in third place. So that's an example of you can see like that's where like a core value of himself overshines the stressful environment that that person's in to put hit his own values in front of success or mm. perceived success. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I see that and I'm like, that's something that, yeah, for me, I'm like, how do I, when I'm stressed, mm-hmm. when I'm tired, when I'm fatigued, how can I make decisions and choices which are true to mm-hmm. what I believe and who I am versus... Um, the environment I find myself in trying to compete and mm-hmm. to, yeah, yeah, in those circumstances. So, yeah, I really, yeah, that story really stuck with me. Because mm. the sort of society we live in is set up mm. for competition to some yes. degree. We're competing for the best jobs, they're competing for, you know, even simple as best car parks or, yeah. you know, there's a shortage in something, we're, we're competing for that. Yeah, like you look at it, like this is very time capsule-like, mm-hmm. but like 
at the beginning of COVID, there was like panic buying. Mm. And it was like, I remember seeing people posting images with their collection of stuff, which was hard to get hold of at the time. Yeah. And it was kind of like a bragging point. And um, yeah, I was really disturbed by those images because I have a very, my perspective is more circular community and the fact that like there should be enough for everyone and we shouldn't be storing up for mm. ourselves personal for our own personal gain and um yeah so it's quite interesting as you said like our society is wired up for that like as soon as there's um something becomes slightly hard to get hold of all of a sudden everyone's competing to get that item mm. even if you don't need it mm-hmm. um but it, it's like a badge of honor and yeah. it's kind of like how do you so that's the environment that we mm-hmm. kind of live in probably locally and probably to some respects nationally um in australia so it's kind of like how do we then not let that um prevent us for showing love to others putting others first in when it's totally counterculture Mm, that's that's really interesting, Noel. And you know, why is it so important for you that we do put others first, care for others when life can be tough, and you know we have our own needs to look after? I think that's the exact reason because life is tough. Yeah. Um. That's. That's one of the things. And also it's a very, like, it's a key value of my faith is that Jesus put himself in a place where he He bore the burden of sin for us. So I look at that like he, so his whole life was for serving others. Mm. And so I look at that principle of, well, that is... That's a value that I want to reflect, and that's a value that we're called to. That's within our DNA. That's mm-hmm. a part of who we are. And I find, for me, like I find it fulfilling because it gives you purpose. It gives mm-hmm. you you're not necessarily focused on your mm-hmm. inward um, mm-hmm. problems as much um, because you've got because you're thinking of others mm-hmm. and I think if you're thinking of others expanding your thinking mm-hmm. um, I think it does help a lot to um, put your problems in perspective mm-hmm. so you're saying it's in in our DNA so living to our potential would be finding a way to use our gifts yeah to serve others yeah totally yeah and um, what about somebody that's in a a tough situation battling through something often in that situation it can be quite a sort mm. of withdrawn sort of looking inward view how is that a circumstance we just got to battle through or can somebody overcome that and still be looking out for others within that isolation and loneliness is the toughest emotion, the toughest circumstance anyone can find themselves mm. in. It totally, it's like a disconnection 
from other people or rejection from other people is probably the hardest circumstance anyone can find themselves in life. And yeah, so like anyone who's going through that, like I have so much sympathy towards those people. Um, but in saying that, I think a, a perspective of that has to be it's probably like a, um, a season. Treat it as a season, not a this is how things are meant to be, um, I think would be a key. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, yeah, I think in those circumstances too, so I think there's a lot of... Um, with self-reflection, I say this to kids a fair bit, is helping, trying to help the kids not to get engrossed in their thoughts or isolated in their thoughts is to actually be in the moment that's in front of them. Mm -hmm. And um, and whatever that moment is. Mm -hmm. Say so if that moment is, um, you know, having family over, that they're in that moment, they're not isolating themselves or retreating themselves so that's probably one perspective I have with that mm -hmm. um, another thing is I think looking for um, is being in if you're participating in community people also participate in you so mm -hmm. I've always found the I think I've talked about we've talked about this before, um, is if you're spending, um, if you're go going somewhere new, engaging in, com in the community things that are there, is it helps put people, to meet people, to find common values with people, and to um, have people help you and to help others. Mm. So, yeah, so, and, like, like, obviously, like, with my um, faith, I participate in the church community. So there's, mm -hmm. um, if I go to a different, if I move to a different town, I still have, can go to a church community to get that. But people can find that in all sorts of mm. other things as well. But personally, for me, because of my faith and the community, or participate in the faith community, that's... Um, yeah. I can get, I get that um, encouragement and that belonging from there. What are the signs of real community as opposed to? I don't know. I think community is this beat up mystery word yeah. that I think um, there's too much expectation of. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's too much expectation of what community should be and what community should look like. So I think, to be honest, Community could be like, I think community is organic and yeah. it can't be controlled. Mm. So you can put every system and structure and training course, you could go to the whole of it and still have no community. So uh, I think it's, I think something, I think with community is, all it is is people who are willing to receive and give. Mm -hmm. That's I think that's the fundamental mm. key, and um, 
yeah, I think if you, if you're able to cr- get gather people together who are prepared to receive mm-hmm. and prepared to give, mm-hmm. you've created community. Yeah, so it's not so much aiming at community; it's a byproduct of people yep. living sort of out of genuine care for yeah, each other. Yeah, and quite yeah, and I think if if that if you're a part of a could be a family, um, friendship groups, whatever it is. If you're in a group of with people mm-hmm. who are prepared to receive help and prepared to give help, mm-hmm. I think that that naturally draws people. In. Mm-hmm. People want to be a part of it. Part of that would be being honest with each other, uh, not trying to put on a facade of having it all together. Do you think? Um, yeah, I think so. I think. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, so, like, that sort of emotional connection, I guess, it, it has to be authentic, and I think a lot of that is comes down to, I mean, thinking about this a little bit, is, mm. um, I think confession's a big thing, mm-hmm. and it's not, I know, like, this is a word <laughs> that gets, uh probably people jump to, you're in a room with priests confessing sins. But it's not necessarily confession of sins, it's more confession of how you feel, I think is probably a big thing. Mm. Um, or like to the point of, oh, I'm stru- you know, today I'm struggling because I've got pressures of work. Rather than bottling that up or whatever, mm. there's a confession of that, that that's what's weighing on you. Um, I think that's very important. So I think if you're able to, with being authentic to yourself through confessing what is going on emotionally, I think then that helps you to then and helps the community group um, thrive because you're not letting your emotions, mm. you, you're, you have understood what your emotion is rather than covering your emotion and then it rearing its head as a fit of rage or jealousy talk or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so that's, that's yeah. what I find is quite um, important. And mm-hmm. so, and like my confession could be just like me in a room to God or it could be confessing it. And mm. sometimes, other times it's like, confessing with my spouse like this mm-hmm. is how I feel today this is what's going on this is what's chewing me up mm. um and just confessing that or sharing it with a mm. friend or whatever and that releases that um that inner conflict that mm. you're having and gets you as I was talking about previously out of your head mm. and so coming back to living out of your potential Sorry. uh you know that would be being authentic to who you are. Yep. Um, and part of that is that we are broken, that we're not all, you know, we don't have it all together. Yep. And so, in a way, living to your potential is not being, you know, perfect. No, no it? way. No way. And I think that's a, nearly, that's part of the problem of society mm. or another subculture in our society is, having things together and um, I don't think like if you're yeah if you're 
try, always perceiving to be perfect. I think at the end of the day, you're nearly the only person you're fooling is yourself mm. um, in many respects. Mm-hmm. So I, I think as you're like trying to reach your potential, um, there's going to be an element of it as that, like there's going to be imperfection along the way. Mm. There's going to be times where you're not going to succeed. There's going to be times where um, stuff, ment- mentally stuff is going to be harder some days than others. That's just the part of the experience. And I think it's learning from those experiences and not letting those experiences um, bind you by fear mm-hmm. um, is probably get bound by fear because you haven't succeeded or you're not, you haven't lived up to your own expectations. Because yep. I think yep. we're dancing around a bit to this a bit is I think sometimes the hardest judge of ourselves is ourselves. So I think sometimes, yeah, and that's where if you are, as I said, like giving and receiving in mm. that community, mm-hmm. you're receiving love, you're giving love, there's not as much. Um, you're getting a antidote to the judgment that you put on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because other people are telling you, "Oh, you're doing well. You're doing this." Often, it's perceived expectations uh, that are a big trap for us too. That mm-hmm. it's not people, you know, as you say, are a lot kinder to us than we would be to ourselves. We we go into places and we have this perceived expectation that others have that well, probably is not real. Hmm. Um, That's interesting. I I think of yeah different. Like, what would get me um, when I feel the most pressured? Mm. And it would be in environments where I feel like there's a perceived expectation mm-hmm. of how I am to behave or how I am yep. to interact and that sort of thing. And mm. it's interesting, yeah, so it's kind of like, is it is it me that's created that perceived expectation or is the perceived expectation actually there? Mm. And I think sometimes, I think it's a bit of a two-way street. Yeah. Like there's could be a bit of both in most yeah. circumstances, yeah. but, or in my experience, most circumstances, mm. there could be a bit of both. But sometimes I think, holy and solely, it's just us. How do you think those, when it's not us, what do you think creates that atmosphere of, unsaid expectations hmm. I think sometimes it's it might be your previous experiences you've had with that person yep. um, has created that um, I think sometimes too it's yeah I think sometimes if we get in an environment that we've a little bit like pinch ourselves how do we get mm-hmm. here or something like that you sometimes might perceive that you might have to behave or interact mm. in a way that's not your natural um, mm. natural way of communicating. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think sometimes it's just, yeah, it's like in those circumstances, it's just how do I engage and not withdraw? That's what I battle with, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm always trying to um, get the balance right mm. is 
engaging in those situations um, and participating in a positive manner, not a negative manner, in a positive manner that has opportunities to grow the relationship mm. or turn stuff around. Mm. So, mm. Part, part of your uh, outward-looking nature, Noel, mm. I think you're quite a good judge of people and you often have a high sensitivity for when people are not being real. Uh, wh where do you think that comes from? Why is it so important for you that people are being real? Um, I think it's probably not important that people are real or not. Mm -hmm. I think what it is is um, I think some of it is self-protection for me, to mm -hmm. be honest, is um, protecting myself from being taken advantage of. I think some of that, so mm. through experiences I've had, mm. probably I have felt in the past that maybe some people have taken advantage of me. Um, so then I'll probably see those tells and then go, oh, this, this situation's not right, mm -hmm. or what this person's saying could put me in a uh, compromised position, or, mm. or this person's, yeah, so that could be... I think that's a lot of it. But for me personally, it's like I think it's hard to be authentic to someone who isn't, who doesn't reciprocate. Mm. So yeah. that's probably a lot of it is if I feel like, and I'm sure a lot of people have this feeling like where you feel like you're, if you're, telling the truth and not hearing the truth back or if you're mm. um, giving wholeheartedly and the other person, the other people aren't giving wholeheartedly, mm. a part of you just wants to disengage from that mm. because of, out of protection. So that's mm. probably what majority of it is. And as I said, like, it's like people, people are, everyone's on their journey, everyone's, going through their own mm -hmm. experiences. So I don't think any less of those people. Mm. Um, I think it's still you're trying to, like, they're on their journey, they're having their experiences. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes I feel like for me there's sometimes where I have to disengage mm -hmm. for my own protection. That's mm. all it is sometimes. You're quite a loyal person, Noel. You'll, you'll be very forgiving of people. Uh, and willing to stick by them, not yep. run away, yep. even if those situations have happened where you've been hurt or they've not been real with you. What what's what helps you to do a journey with people and not give up mm. on them? I think 100% is, um, for me, again, it's through my faith conviction. Mm -hmm. uh, I look at, again... Um, God hasn't given up on me, mm -hmm. and I'll think of all the stuff I've done wrong. Yep. Who am I to give up on other people? So that's just fundamentally, it, I just see that as purely because of, through my faith, there's, um, that is a value to 
that has been demonstrated for, um, throughout the Bible, um, which is my point of reference. Mm-hmm. So I see that that as it's been demonstrated, it's something that I need to demonstrate to other people. Mm. Otherwise, what's the point? Mm. If I do a world re- if I give up on people, what's that demonstrating to other people? Mm. It's not demonstrating my faith at all. No. Oh, that's very encouraging. Mm. I think it's a, a great attitude to have. Mm. Any final final thoughts on this topic of people and how to bring the best out of them, how to bring the best out of ourselves? I think the biggest thing is is taking time, not rushing things. Mm-hmm. I think that's one lesson that mm. has really um, stood out to me. Like It takes time for... Um, it yeah, it just stuff takes longer than what we think. We're mm-hmm. in a fast-paced society, but reality is the change to take place for um, even stuff of value in our life takes time. Mm. So like, like if you look at like if you to study or go to school, mm-hmm. like that takes many years. Mm. Um, to complete an education, you don't, mm. you can't do it. And there's no quick fix to learn mathematics, other than long yeah. practicing, understanding the concepts, and it takes a long period of time mm. to get a to get an understanding. So I think that's, but once you understand mathematics, the, the you can apply it to every part of your life. Mm. So I think it, you've got to, uh, for me, that's the principle that I kind of look at. Things of value take time. Yeah. And and to understand people fully or what drives people takes time. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for quick fixes in friendships or um, or changing people, well, that's... That's not going to happen. It's going to be happen. pretty fruitless. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So, I always think stuff of worth, stuff of value, takes time to um, to obtain. Mm-hmm. So, it's exactly the same thing with friendships and relationships and encouraging people. Mm. It's not a bad thing. It's something or a six week course or mm. anything like that. It's something that just takes takes many, many years. Mm. And, you know, there's, like, you're going to get hurt. That's going to be part of the experience some of the times with mm-hmm. um, being journaling, like, participating in other people's lives. They're going to do stuff that you're not necessarily going to agree with. But at the end of the day, you've got to look past. And a lot of it is exterior sort of stuff too, like, they, you know, but it's not their core about their core of who they are as a person. Mm. So sometimes you need to see past that. Been saying that if it's a situation where it's um, physically harmful to be, yeah, there, you've got to remove yourself from yeah. harm. But I'm not talking about harmful physical situations mm. or harmful mental situations. Mm. Just talking about like. Um, 
more trivial stuff that mm. people do, which you go, what are they doing that <laughs> So I'm not talking about, yeah, um, control. I'm talking more about just mm. stuff that friends do. Oh, it's good talking to you, Noel. Oh, it's always good, Tom, <laughs> for a chat. Well, thank you so much, Noel, for sharing so honestly with us some great insights to chew over there and I'm sure you would appreciate, like me, what Noel shared. If you have some thoughts on this topic, please share them in the comments. Always love reading what you have to say. Otherwise, got some exciting content like this coming up uh, where I speak to everyday people about their experiences, what they've learned through life. This is the Figuring Life Out Together podcast and if you would like to share this content with somebody you think would be encouraged by it, that means a lot to me and it's a great way to help our small but growing community continue. So thank you for listening. I hope that you can join us again next time and please feel free to reach out if there's anything you would like to discuss. Perhaps you'd be willing to be on this podcast sometime. Thank you and see you next time.